Welcome to the 34 Circes Salon. We journey from the ancient world to the cosmos. Take the adventure. Take the adventure with us. With us. With us. With us. And welcome, everyone. I'm Sean Marlon Newcomb. Today's program is on the Amazons, episode one of many. Uh, this is part one. We'll be talking with Dr. Gary Stickle, noted archaeologist called the real-life Indiana Jones. He's excavated from Machu Picchu to Greece and also local Native American sites here in North America. We start with our part on the origins of the Amazons and some information about them in the Iliad in mid-conversation. Got a brand new headset and microphone. So if you have any trouble hearing me, if you're playing along at home with the home edition of our 34 Circe game, and I don't sound that loud, it may be it, but hopefully we've got the, the kinks worked out of it. But we're going to talk about the Amazons, and Gary, as a Homeric scholar, um, where do the Amazons fit in to the Greek world? And let our listeners know, and then we can start to talk about, well, set the table, because what I want to tell everybody is about why, what we're going to be doing regarding the Amazons, why it's important uh, what we're doing, and really lay out their history. But what were the Amazons to the Greeks, the ancient Greeks? Well, I think it's uh, very interesting because uh, obviously they were aware of them because it's mentioned in Homer. Uh, and Homer, you know, as I said before, uh, when he authored his epic poems, the Iliad, the story of the Trojan War, the Odyssey, the story of King Odysseus, uh, you know, fantastic voyage home. Um and, and these poems uh, are amazing. There's 16,000 lines of poetry in the Iliad, about 12,000 in the Odyssey. Uh, so Homer was the first in uh, Western European uh, civilization to write down about the Amazons. And he mentions them in... Uh, now, uh, when, how long, for, for the listener, when was this? What time frame was Homer writing about this? Well, uh, there's a current article, a good article, by the way, uh, uh, by a, uh, a, a professor at Stanford by name of uh, Mayer, uh, and it's in the current uh, issue of National Geographic's History Journal. Actually, it's a cover story, Amazon's Warrior Women of the Ancient World. I recommend everybody go to that and see it. And uh, she says in the article that uh, Homer lived and did his epics about 700 BC, but that's not the consensus. The consensus is that he was eighth century BC and probably in the earlier uh, part of that. So, so were... about nearly 3000 years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, just so, so, so everybody knows, uh, I actually know Adrian and she's an amazing writer. I think her book also, her book, The Amazons is the definitive work of telling the story about how we've looked at these warrior women, what's true, what we know about it in the past. And uh, we'd love to someday, uh, we'll invite Adrian on to the, to the podcast to talk about this with us. 
Uh, but go on. So we, we know it's about 3,000 years ago, Homer wrote. And I think that would be first reference to the uh, to the Amazons. Uh, yeah, it's the first written reference. And uh, and by the way, I think uh, Adrian's article is is really great. Uh, I didn't mean to uh, not not say so. Um, oh no, you, no, I think we know. You clearly said it was a great article and recommended it. She's an amazing writer. She's got a number of books, Gary, that you might be uh, interested in. She's got one book on ancient uh, machines, ancient robots. Um, she's uh, got a book on Mithridates, the uh, ancient poison king, which is really, really, really good. And her book on the Amazons is just amazing. So so that article folks should look at, and we'll also, I'll give you a kind of a list of books I think would be great for everyone to read by some of the best scholars and uh, historians and archeologists of this subject of like warrior women and Amazon women. So 3,000 years ago, Homer writes about the Amazons. What does yeah, he, he just, say? He just um, briefly mentions them. In, in, uh, now, Homer didn't divide his epics into um, what's called rhapsodes or chapters. Uh, mm -hmm. That was done later at the uh, Ancient Library of Alexandria. But anyhow, uh, if you get a translation, like I'm looking at a translation by uh, a scholar that uh, – a lot of other scholars cite as a as a good translation by Richmond Lattimore. In book three, or like chapter three, um, he says, uh, uh, and and he's talking about uh, you know King Priam who's talking to Helen, and uh, so King Priam is saying, once before this time I visited Phrygia in the vineyards. And there I looked at the Phrygian men with her swarming horses, so many of them, the people of Otreus and godlike Migdon, whose camp was spread at the time along the banks of the Sangarios. And I myself, a helper in war, was marshaled among them on that day when the Amazon women came, men's equals. So what he's saying there is that the Amazon, in terms of, uh, you know, being uh, fighters, were the equals of men, which is very interesting. So for, for the listener, it's, that's a really, that's, that's one, it's a really important and interesting point being made. You have a reference now, we have a reference that's 3,000 years ago. So, um, and this will be, the importance of this will be that there's a lot of, there's been a lot of archaeological discoveries of warrior women from a slightly later period that have led to some theories about who the Amazons may have been. Those theories may not necessarily be incorrect in terms of what those particular warrior women that we found the bones that we found now from a later period meaning about three or four hundred years later it doesn't in, in no way negates that but i think for me i think it still leads to the question of of whether this particular tribe of women existed at that time so one you've got this homer's account this mention of these women this far back and remember homer's account is an account of something which took place at an earlier time period, maybe 400 to 500 years earlier. Yes, yes, um, because he so was. We've uh, got, no, yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go right ahead. Um, yeah, Homer was uh, uh, citing earlier Greek references because, uh, you know, with the uh, his story of the Trojan War and uh, an Odysseus voyage home. Uh, these original were original stories that was handed down to uh, poets or bards, they're called, uh, men who would memorize these long epic uh, stories. 
-hmm. and they recite them verbally. Uh, and, and then they pass it down to others who had the talent for memorization and being able to do that. Uh, but Homer was the first, either he wrote it down himself or he had somebody write it down for him. I mean, that's not clear because we know so little about Homer. But, uh, but in another book, uh, book six of the Iliad, uh, he's talking about uh, the hero Bellerophon. And uh, Bellerophon was a son of Glaucus and a grandson of Sisyphus. Now, Sisyphus, uh, people have probably heard of Sisyphus and his stone. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and what that is, is Sisyphus uh, pissed off Zeus. And so Zeus condemned him in the afterlife to roll a gigantic boulder up a mountain. And just as he got to the top of the mountain, he would always slip and the boulder would roll back down to the bottom of the mountain. And then he was forced to go down and try to push it up again. So Sisyphus has become the, the metaphor for people who are frustrated in their lives. And uh, I'm sort of feeling like Sisyphus every day dealing with a coronavirus <laughs> lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's a great, uh, uh, I think, essay by Camus, uh, The Myth of Sisyphus. So I may have the title wrong, but it, he basically deals with the modern man, the post-war man being like Sisyphus. So, okay, so we have this guy who is the grandson of Sisyphus. What's his relationship to the Amazons? So anyhow, Bellerophon, the hero, was ordered by Proteus, the king of Tyrans, um, the city, city-state later on, to kill a monster and this monster is called the, the chimera or chimera right and it's a fire breathing she monster i think it's interesting that it's a she monster not a male monster mm -hmm. uh, with a lion's head a goat's body and the tail is in the form of a serpent or snake uh, and so in order to kill it bellerophon went and caught and tamed the winged horse pegasus and, uh, and, and by the way, uh, uh, I got this from uh, Robert Graves, the uh, two-volume encyclopedic work on, uh, on Greek mythology. Robert Graves mm -hmm. says Amazons uh, means moon women. That's, that's what it means. Um, moon, M-O-O-N? Yeah, M-O-O-N, moon women. What does he, what, what he think that meaning is? Because we'll talk about, for the listener, for a long time, the notion was, they were figments of the Greek imagination, okay? Um, so one, there was, did they exist? What does their name mean? How did they live, whether by myth or reality? Um, and well, when and yeah. where? And so that's why this question of what the Amazon name means is important because there are different, there have been different kinds of myths and things that modern scholarship thinks, uh, that many modern scholars think are erroneous about those myths. And so one of those is the name meaning one breast or breastless. Yeah, I was going uh, to get to that. Uh, go that. So let's, let me let you take that. But I'm, I just want to lay it out so the, so the listener has an idea of why we're going into the name of the Amazons right now. So yeah, please, I, you don't yeah, I wanted to get, get to that, but I just want to finish Bellerophon because uh, he tames Pegasus and then he flies over the, the you know, the chimera or the chimera and he kills it with arrows. Uh -huh. but, but then he was sent to kill the Amazons by flying above them, and he dropped boulders on their heads. Okay, and, uh, why was he sent to kill the Amazons? Is there any, I, just I, for the heck of it? Uh, or they just kind I, of felt like bothering Amazons? Uh, well, I think this is what uh, Proteus wanted, you know. Uh, okay. And, uh, uh, and, you know, this is all mythological. 
And right, uh, no, no, it's, it's interesting. According to Robert Graves, he says the Amazons were moon goddesses, uh, you know, moon goddess fighting priestesses. That's a that's a quote, you know. But anyhow, no, I've, you know, I've never heard that moon goddess priestesses who fought essentially yeah. right that's yeah that's what he's saying yeah i'll have to and what is the what's the book again what's robert because many people will know uh, robert it, graves it's called the greek myths it's a two-volume work it. by robert graves um who is a famous mythographer um how are and, people i mean i've worked you and i are familiar with him how would the average listener be familiar with robert graves um well you know he, he was british um and, uh, didn't he write I Claudius? Didn't he do I Claudius? He he wrote I Claudius, which yeah, uh, the famous TV series. For those listening, that was the great TV series. A great TV series back in the seventies that uh, the BBC produced, and um, and uh, it, it made a star out of Derek Jacobi, and uh, it was right, it, right. it was really a wonderful uh, series. Um, he he did a number of different works, right? A number of different works on the ancient world and ancient yeah, mythology. Yes, he was totally into it, uh, but anyhow, uh, that that's his take on it. But going back to the Iliad, uh, he's talking about um, you know Bellerophon. Uh, he, he sent him away with orders to kill the Shimmera. Uh, none might approach a thing of immortal make, not human, lion fronted, snake behind, a goat in the middle, snorting out the breath of terrible flame and bright fire. He killed the Shimmer, obeying the portents of the immortals. Next after this, he fought against the glorious Solomai, uh, or Solomoi, I should say, and this he thought was the strongest battle with men that he entered. But third, he slaughtered the Amazons who fight men in battle. So that's so two references there, right? Two references to the, the fighting ability of the Amazon. And by the way, you know, the, his third battle was with the Amazons, third being uh, a sacred number. We'll, we'll get back to that in another podcast. But um... Also, there is uh, what was called the ep epic cycle of writings. And so these were a cycle of poems, a cycle of, of writings that were about the Trojan War. Uh, right. And many of them have been lost. And in one of them in particular, the Ethiopus, uh, we have... Um, a lot of stuff written about the the battle between Penthesilea and uh, Achilles, and so in some of the other works, and I believe in the Little Iliad, we also have uh, a um, uh, writings a lot about the Amazon. So in some of the works that we've lost, and for again for the listener, there in the ancient world we probably have that's come down to us, maybe five or ten percent of all the things that were written um, before the fall of Rome. So yes. we've lost a lot of major works. We've lost a lot of major information, information that can shed light on a lot of the stuff. So why is this Amazon issue important? Okay. One of the things about the Amazons that, I, that, that is significant is that for many years, they were thought of as a figment of the Greek imagination because they represented the danger of female power. Now, in the Greco-Roman world, we know we're looking at a world where it is very male-centric, very patriarchal. And for a lot of writers, Maria Gambutas, uh, the name again, Maria Gambutas, um, they developed the idea that there was a matriarchal construct, a matriarchal civilization that existed prior to the birth of these Greco-Roman patriarchal civilizations. And so you 
end up with this conflict, these two particular kinds of civilizations, one that may be the founder civilization of the West, which is a matriarchal, we're talking about Western civilization, and then this newer civilization that comes in from these tribes that are coming in more from the east, from the central Eurasian steppes, and they are imposing a more violent uh, will, they're imposing, they're creating a more patriarchal religion, sky god versus earth mother, uh, to put it in broad terms. So we have this there. So why the Amazons? The Amazons then represent, to some people, a resistance, a resistance movement, a matriarchal <laughs> resistance movement, if they existed. And so in being able to kind of prove or find information about the Amazons, we are one, we are reclaiming what would be the true foundation of Western civilization, and two, giving a voice to the stories of women that existed and have been eradicated and giving a voice to the fact that women have been able to be fighters and have power and uh, and then particularly in the Western world where we, we look at things patriarchally, well, the whole world does, but um, it gives you a better framework of, you know, the idea that there was something that's underneath it. So that's why the Amazons are important. But what uh, uh, Dr. Stickle and I are planning on doing with um, uh, Vicki Noble, who's a work, The Double Goddess, I highly re recommend everyone, and Vicki's on our podcast, and we're going to have an Amazons discussion with Vicki as well. Um, we're going to look for the Amazon homeland. We're going to see if they're, the truth of where the Amazons come from uh, is correct, is if, if we are able to find the truth of where they come from, if it's really a place, it's called Themyscira, that was their capital city and homeland. And we want to see if that homeland really existed. Themyscira is interesting in pop culture, too, because Themyscira is where Wonder Woman comes from. Um, we could do a whole podcast on that. And, Gary, maybe that might be a good one for us to, to do soon, to talk about Wonder Woman and, and, uh, and, that, and all that stuff. But so that's what we plan on doing. We want to excavate. And Themyscira is at the Black Sea, okay, at the mouth of the, the Thermodon, which is now the Termi River in Turkey. There's also some argument that it could be, or, or maybe we could be looking at a nearby body of water. So the Black Sea right next to that is the Sea of Azov and the Don River, which is in Russia. The Black Sea area is Turkey, Georgia, Russia, the Ukraine, Bulgaria, and Romania. So that gives you your setting, why we're doing this, because we are going to go there. And there endeth part one of episode one on the Amazons with Dr. Gary Stickle, the origins, and their references in the Iliad. Up next is part two, where we go a little bit deeper and also talk about the references to the Amazons from other cultures. So, I'm Sean Marlon Newcomb. Come back and join us.